Welcome. Hello, hello, Chuck. Can you hear us? Hello, beautiful bell breakers. I think my music was a little hot, or I'm a little quiet, one of the two. Something. I think something maybe fishy. a little bit of both. Something fishy's going on around here. I think this calls for a mystery. Yeah? Oh, wait, no. What do they say in Scooby-Doo? I think this calls for... I don't know. It's been a know. long it time is. since I, I watched Scooby-Doo. Well, the kids watch it. Yeah. So, the new one, though. Forgive us while I'm adjusting my sounds here. Still trying to figure out this board, but I still love it equally. It it's really pretty. It is. It's like got so many lights. You should and name colors. it. Do you do you have a name for it? Um, gonna, her? Is it a her? Or it's got to be a her. I don't deal okay. with dudes. Yeah, you don't want to touch the <laughs> the knobs of a dude. <laughs> no, no, don't want to touch no dude knobs. What brand was this? A Mackie? I think this was a Mackie. Mm. Just call her Maggie. There you go. Maggie the Mackie. Maggie How's Maggie. everybody doing out there? Sorry, you have to deal with us when we get when we get two shows going at once it, at the same time in one not the same time but two no, in a week. It's almost same time. Yeah, almost practically. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I get I get more loosened up a little bit with it. It's like the the weekend show loosens me up for this show. Yeah. So it's not like we're just trying to get all our shit together. It's just like you yeah. know we already did a show this week. Right. Yeah. And it, like you said, one. with uh, you know, like if everyone, anyone ever goes back and listens to episode zero, which you right. can do if you're a member of Patreon, you would see that we are much looser than we used to be. Yeah, we <laughs> were like, super, super. The news like, now is um, <laughs> I could I could tell just in your voice that you were nervous. Oh, that was the first time you would oh, yeah. ever sat in front of right, a microphone. Yeah. I'd never podcasted before, so, yeah. and I'd never like hosted one, like right. been been the man behind the board or yeah. or the computer. So yeah. Um, yeah, we were really uptight. Like, yeah. I want to say uptight. I feel like the conversation was still natural. But, right, it was. But we were talking like a million miles yeah, an hour just to get everything out there as fast as possible. Right, and, yeah. Trying to do facts and... and yeah. So and COVID-19 is, um, it's it's hitting all the places right now and uh, people are sick and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, dude. I want to go back and look at that and be like, right. dude, calm down. Yeah. Easy. Right. <laughs> this shit's not that big of a deal. Right, right. Just, here, just drink this. Drink yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I have a problem podcasting when I drink though. Like I cannot yeah. keep my my train of thought. <laughs> I, I can uh I can be like the co host or like not the guy doing the controlling and stuff. Yeah. Not I I can respond well. Yeah. But when it comes to producing like like thoughts, no, I can't. Yeah. I can't make it happen. So I should be drinking because I don't have to do that stuff. That's what I used to do when I did it with my brother on yeah. on the system is down. Is I was always the one drinking. It's like I don't got to do shit here. And if I get to the point where it's not that coherent anymore, it's like meh. All right. <laughs> so as you mentioned, if you do want to hear that episode zero, you can visit patreon.com slash break the bell and join up at, at um any of the levels like from the five dollar all the way up yeah. to the twenty dollar level in order to receive the bonus content like all the levels receive the bonus content so um just join at the five dollar level even and um that's one of the bonus things we released last week was that unheard unaired um unreleased episode that just never made it past right a certain point never made it out of the archives, out of the annals of our uh, <laughs> our existence here. Right, and yeah. Now it officially is. So, yeah, j- uh, join that, and um, there's all kinds of other perks. If you do want to support us more than just um, the majority of you who are just listening, which is amazing, we yes. value that more than Absolutely. even your money. As long as you're listening, um, that makes it worth it to us. But if you do want to go on a, a little beyond that, um, yeah, uh, check out our Patreon site. 
and uh, sign up for that membership. We did get a brand new, we have a partnership level, I think I announced it when we first kicked this off, where we um, can partner with small businesses or like podcasts or bands or or online businesses. They can um, join at a certain level and then we will promote the shit out of your stuff pretty much. Um, We'll plug your stuff in all our episodes. That's the two main episodes a week plus... The bonus episode week, so you're looking at twelve plugs a month for pretty what, small uh, price. Uh, what is that? How much is the? That's twenty dollars a month. So, okay. gotcha. And then we um, link to all your social media, your website if you have it, and we just push your shit for a small flat flat rate fee. I I I call it. I mean, yeah. I I feel like that's pretty small amount. We did get a new member um, of that program joining as a, as the partner level. And so I just want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for uh, signing up at that level. And now we're going to do our part and plug your shit. Absolutely. So this level is, or this member that signed up is Vanzot Media, who is a freelance video editor and a YouTube content creator that produces a wide variety of content such as audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, gaming videos, and interviews. Hmm. Um, They're not only passionate about entertaining people in the industry that's growing rapidly and competitive. Um, They're also dedicated to helping others work their way up the digital ladder to grow their name and brand by serving as a freelance video editor. Uh, Says, need a hand to edit and polish content? You got to get out there. Just hit him up. You can find him at, or them, at um, facebook.com slash Media or twitter.com slash vanzot, M, M for media, or you can email him directly at vanzot, that's V-A-N-Z-O-T, media, at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, hit, hit him up. He does freelance video editing, freelance YouTube work, um, and like I said, he is our newest member, and we are just going to promo the shit out of him. We'll probably yeah. record, like, a little uh, promo yeah, slot for him. The way we jingle. Yep, the way we do our... Our other members or our other um, sponsors. Yeah. Well, so, well, welcome, Vanzot. Yep. Welcome, Vanzot Media. Um, like I said, if, if you're interested at all, check them out at facebook.com slash Vanzot, V A N Z O T media. And I, I feel like I was kind of a pioneer in the uh, the gaming video. You think um, so? Oh, yeah. Well, I'd say when I, was, I remember playing Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and my cousin, who we, we were playing the game together, um, he had to go to bed because he had to work. Well, <laughs> okay. I, I worked the, the second shift, and so I didn't want him to miss me beating the game. So I mm-hmm. put in a videotape and and recorded me beating the game oh, wow. on the videotape so that he so could like watch. So like on a VCR, yes. like just yes. pumped it into the VCR and recorded it? Interesting. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. That is impressive. I never even would have considered that. Like yeah. I, I remember recording stuff off of... Uh, like TV and shit oh, like yeah. that, or yeah. even recording, like <laughs> dubbing tapes over, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. which is illegal, highly illegal. <laughs> but um, we did it all the time. But I never even considered for gameplay. Right. So you were, yeah, I was, I was on the ground floor with that. Nice. Yeah. It'd be interesting if you could find those tapes and that somehow, I we could plug it in somewhere to convert over to digital. We could get like a capture card or something and convert sweet. it, and you could just uh, upload yeah. some original. That game was, streams, yeah, no, that would be amazing. That was um, probably beating Final Fantasy VII is probably one of the greatest moments of my life. What was the game system used? PlayStation One. Okay, so <laughs> long before, um, yes, game no, streaming was, was a thing. Yeah, yeah, 
Cool. Been in, uh, let's see, 97? Maybe. Maybe. 98? Maybe people, some of these, like, gamers could, like, learn from you. Right. You could be like, you know, back in my day, I had to use a <laughs> video cassette. That's right. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so this week's episode, we already pre-recorded. So we had an interview, and I think we prefaced that in um, over the weekend. Yeah. Um, we, we interviewed Gary Collins, who has done... Way too much shit for my mind to even comprehend. Right. Like, he's FDA, Health and Human Services, um, military intelligence, not special ops, but intelligence. Um, He's an expert in health, nutrition, and self-reliance. He teaches life simplification. That's the big reason we wanted to have him on. Right. He lives off the grid. Right. His his whole thing is, you know, simplifying your life. Like, unplugging from all this noise. Um, but he's talking about breaking out of the system. Yep, and and you know standing on your own and not part of the machine and taking complete control of yeah. your life. So, um, like I said, that interview is pre-recorded. We we did that um, a couple days ago because that's when it worked out best for him. So um, we are just here now to introduce that. Um, we planned on, and we anticipated him sticking around for an hour because that's what he told us. Right. I always tell my guests, you know, it's a two-hour show. You are more than welcome to stay for two hours. Yeah. And we can listen to you talk for two hours. So yeah. this entire episode is dedicated to Gary Collins and the conversation. He is the author of uh, a few different books. Here, I'll actually pull them up on the screen. Um, he's the author of Going Off the Grid, Living Off the Grid, which like, obviously is his kind of detailing mm-hmm. what he went through in those processes, building his own house, uh, the steps that he went through. Um, then he's an auth- the author of the Simple Life series, and there's a couple of them here on the screen. What I, this shows is Guide to RV Living. So when he's not living up in the mountain in the wintertime, he usually travels down south in the winter and, and just drives around in an RV right. for the winter. So um, Simple Life RV, Guide to RV Living, the Simple Life Guide to, um, what's that say, Decluttering Your Life, and the Simple Life, the Guide to Financial Freedom. So, I mean... Highly intelligent dude. Yeah. And some of the steps, like his three main points, listen for his three key points into getting that simple life because everything sounds all well and good until you get to those three. And then it's just like, oh, okay. And finances is one of them. Like, once you mention finance, like take control of your finances, a lot of people just instantly like, well, shit, I like my stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Do you have anything good to say about that before we jump right into this? Um, again, you know, he brought really good points. Things. Um, one of the things you know that we talked about and that we'll get into is that uh, you know it seems like the the system quotes mm-hmm. is um, is set up to keep you away from getting those three things organized, right? And that's what you know it makes you even value those three things even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there's you know we start we talk a little bit about um, you know current events a little bit with him not a lot but a little bit but um i mean it's some insightful stuff there that right. we hadn't thought of so right it's a really good interview and so he, definitely check it out he paralleled a lot of the stuff that we've been right. talking yeah. about over the last few weeks so yeah. that was real fun so de- definitely um stick around for that um like i said that's a uh, a good two-hour interview so that'll fill up the rest of this episode um sorry we're not going to get into any news this week which is fine because at the end of the week, we have our weekly wrap-up yep. that um, where we cover anything that we missed throughout the week. So that's why we added the second episode, um, so we could 
fit things in like this where we wanted to dig a little deeper and then still not miss out on what's going on in the world. Absolutely. So we're just going to get right into it if you're ready. Let's do it. All right. We'll uh, play the interview for you right after this intro. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Uh, 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 did you just say? What did you say? You're talking to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, we have the pleasure today of being joined by a special guest. His name is Gary Collins. Uh, and Gary Collins' background, um, it is just full of a list of a ton of stuff. My music just completely cut out, but that's all right. Um, so Gary Collins has um, a background that includes uh, military intelligence, uh, he's been involved in several U.S. agencies, including the Health and Human Services, Food and Drug Administration. Um, he's an expert in health, nutrition, and self-reliance. He teaches life simplification, and he's a follower of it. A follower of it. Man, I can't talk this morning. You got me up too early, Gary. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's stronger coffee. He he's the author of um, several books, including Going Off the Grid. Living off the grid and the Simple Life book series. I'm going to pull those images yeah, up so you can all, all see. Fantastic. I've Trust got a I've got a few of them up on the screen so yeah. people can see them. Um, so yeah, he is like I said, he's a teacher of life simplification, and we've been talking, Gary. We've been talking a little bit, actually, pretty much since the start of the show. We started the show back in June, July, right, right after uh, COVID kicked off, and right after. Okay. I think it was immediately the week that the George Floyd the, riots yeah, kicked because off. because we had this whole segment planned on COVID, and then all of a sudden George Floyd happened, and it was like, crap, we can't do that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to scratch it to do a George Floyd show because the week it came out, that all that all popped off. So, so um, like I said, with all that stuff going on, especially with like the COVID scare and like a bunch, what appeared to be like a bunch of civil unrest, um, we've been talking about the need to. Get back into like a self-reliance mode, mm -hmm. like stop depending mm -hmm. fully on the stores, stop depending right. fully on other people or the government to solve your problems, because right. we don't know what's going to be happening in exactly. next week, let alone like next year. So, and, and the importance of a contingency plan and just, you know, being prepared, you know, to move when you need to and, and to, you know, be self-sustaining. So with all that, we... um wanted to get a guest on that that specialized in like self-reliance specialized in like living off the grid and in situations like that so i hit up uh a good friend of ours remzo martinez mm -hmm. and within seconds he's like gary collins he's my guy so so that's how we got in touch with you so so gary welcome to the show 
Oh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I, by the way, I don't do any of the things I talk about. <laughs> um, I've, I've uh, taken on the role of what most uh, experts and self-help people in opinion pieces. I just talk about stuff. You just talk. You just don't. You don't yeah. live it. You just talk and tell. No, I don't do any of it. And take I their feel, money. I for found it. it's much easier just to <laughs> to open my big blowhole and that, tell people what they should do that, instead of doing it. That 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 Football seems patterns. to be. That seems to be the way that it goes now. It's just like, even like religion, you hear all these like big wig pastors like preaching certain things and you turn around, you find out they're, they're getting in trouble for the same things that they're, they're speaking out against. And so it's just like, and I, I, I have a feeling you're being sarcastic because I, I've listened to your podcast. I've read some of your stuff. So I I have a feeling you're, you're, um, just blowing, blowing smoke right now. Well, I have a I have a thing that I talk about the false prophets in the world today, mm-hmm. and that's a huge problem of people following the wrong people. I call right. it the stupid following the stupid. I mean, it, it does us no good. I've lost track of how many overweight weight loss experts there mm-hmm. are with a bunch of overweight clients commiserating, uh, talking about their bad thyroid um, <laughs> as they're in line for a Snickers latte at McDonald's. Right. And it's kind of this pattern that I call it's a way of people basically not taking responsibility. The easiest way is to follow someone who is never going to meet your goals. You right. know, follow the person who looks just like you because then you don't have to take any responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. So, but my look at my guru. <laughs> yeah, your guru's an idiot. So you're going to be an idiot just like them. Yeah. And it's been frustrating, especially as a guy who has always tried to improve his life. And I'm an avid reader. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had to give up on self-help books in general, because the first thing I do is go look at their bio. It's the yeah. very first thing I do. Mm-hmm. And it is amateur land. Mm-hmm. Their only background is the car wash, maybe some college or college that mommy and daddy paid for. Right. And then self-help. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there and you go, you got to be kidding me, right? Or drink a glass of water in the morning and that's your lecture to health. I'm like, what are we doing, people? What are we doing? You, you right. got to be smarter than that. Yeah. Or uh, and, lost 70 pounds on the Zoloft and tequila diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for me, it's just, I let everyone know, hey, I'm not bagging on these people, but I am because I got to call them out. Right. You, you know, if you continue to follow, we call them snake oil salesmen in the late 1800s, right? They used right. to give you cocaine and heroin and <laughs> you felt really good until you didn't. And it's kind of that thing. It's this self-prophesizing and you you going, okay, I feel great because I'm following someone who I don't have to take any responsibility for my own actions. So I feel good about myself for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you don't. Right. Then you go, uh-oh, all this is wrong. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm going to blame this other person then. Mm-hmm. I'll blame you. Right. I'm going to get on social media and yell at everyone. Right. And well, that's what I'm trying to bring out in people is, hey, you need to look in the mirror. The problem is you. You're right. the problem. Now, do we have a whole host of problems in our government, politicians, you know, big corporate crony capitalism? Absolutely. But you can't even look and focus on those issues when your life is a complete shit show. Right. That's what we have is we have a lot of people who are spiraling, spiral out of control their lives. And then they're looking around and blaming everyone else and calling everyone else out. And that's where I came up long way with the false prophets is don't follow them. You know, the first thing Mm -hmm. you need to do, if you're going to look for someone to motivate you, look in their background. Who are they? 
Well, it seems like when when that fails, whether it's like a fad diet or like the these people telling you all this stuff that that like you said makes you feel good for a bit, but then it seems like when that fails, um, they just completely revert back to what they were before. They don't continue forward in that. Um, looking for something even better is just like, well, this didn't work, so screw it. I'm going to go back. And if they did lose like 10 pounds, it's like they gained 20 back because they just completely fall off and um, just give up on it because somebody told them something would work and they found out it didn't work. So they just get this thing in their head. Well, well, screw it. Nothing's going to work then. Yeah. And I think with what I've done is after being in the government for half my life and, uh, you know, I guess I consider myself a pioneer. I left California eight years ago because mm-hmm. I thought California was, a, a, you know, horrible then. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I'm in California again. I come here during the off season from my cabin because it's in the mountains. Right. But I'm getting ready to leave again and mm-hmm. I'm done. Like I said, I won't, I don't even want to come back and visit here anymore. Mm. You know? wow. And I come here for a small period of time and I leave. But I've, I'm, I've said enough even with that. Um, and plus I have a whole nother, I'm building a podcast studio so I can have mm-hmm. hopefully better connectivity. I've been running my podcast and my business remotely with Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and phone internet for, you know, a decade almost. Wow. Wow. So, well, well you know, you're doing yeah, pretty getting, good then. <laughs> well, the problem is now that now with COVID uh, internet sucks, right? I used to have zero problems over the last couple of years. It is balky. It is slow. Hmm. No matter what I'm doing, almost right. even you know, I thought 5G would help, so I bought a 5G phone just to test it. Mm-hmm. Eh, it works in some areas, really, but yeah, it's weird. That's what I mean. The internet in, in the U.S. is so flaky yeah. that it works really good in some places, doesn't work at all in others, mm-hmm. and you just that's where I, I mean, working as in not reception. Like I'll show full bars. Everything's running, you know, I'm doing less than, you know, I'm doing like 200 KB a second or whatever. Right. It's ridiculous. And I'm all. Yeah. And then with COVID, with everyone being home, it's just kind of exacerbated that. So I've had to speed up this process of building a podcast studio in a place that I was going to build like a year from now. Well, I fast tracked everything. And I'm not saying where this location is. And I have another project. I'm going to be building another off grid house. Um, but I'm keeping those secret. I that's, created that's a little probably bit of a rush, <laughs> letting everyone know where I was living and what I did with the first book, not realizing mm. that people would read it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best with uh, the way things seem to be pointing right now. Um, you, you don't want to reveal your uh, your secure, secure location there. <laughs> yeah, your your bunker. Um, before we really get into some of the questions I had, while you were talking about, because you were talking about your podcast studio and things like that and being off the grid, um, I, I mentioned in our discussion forum on Facebook that I was having you on and asked if there was any questions. And uh, one person commented, he said, um, if society is not allowing a person to live a full life, why have, why have a podcast that is a direct re- result of the society? Wouldn't that be counterproductive? So he's basically saying... If you're off grid, why do you have a, a podcast? If your best life is what you're doing, why have a podcast? Oh, absolutely. I see what he's saying. And that's another problem we have is that we don't look to people or elders. I've, I'm who I am by the people who came before me mm-hmm. and them sharing their information, you know, mentors and things like that. If mm-hmm. 
I was just to go disappear, first of all, that's not me. Um, and you can't disappear. If you want to disappear today, good luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have fun with that. Yeah. I mean, it is almost virtually impossible. Um, and also people will always go, well, you don't live off grid. You have internet. I go, it's Wi-Fi. I'm not attached to anything. Right. No, I'm my own, you know, I have my own septic system. Well, I run everything on solar. I'm not attached to any grid, but I also have to run a business. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not pooping in a, you know, my goal wasn't to poop in a bucket and eat squirrels. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the goal. And people will often confuse me with a prepper. Right. I'm not a prepper in that sense. I'm prepared in life and mm-hmm. I have contingency plans, but I don't categorize myself. My off-grid property and what I have done has been something I wanted to do for a very long time before it was even popular. I started this journey well over 10 years ago, before there were TV shows and all that stuff. I grew up very remotely. I grew up in a very small town. Uh, You know, my town was 1,800 people. The town I was living in that we grew up in outside of there, one was about 50 people. One was less than 100 people. Hmm. And that was 25 miles away from the little town. So I grew up in the middle of nowhere in a beat up trailer dirt poor. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, there's a whole different, this is about me living the life I want Mm -hmm. within the parameters of what society has set to a point. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I, to me, that's kind of a defeatism attitude. Well, the world sucks. I'm going to check out. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done all this. And what happened was, as I was running a health business and kind of progressing through my life and life simplification, as I call it, that people were very interested in what I was doing outside of my health company is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would yeah. do interviews. They go, what are you up to? Oh, I just bought 20 acres. I want to build a house off the grid. I got this project, this, and what people were doing is they liked the health stuff, but they were focusing on the external things I was doing. Right. And that's where this whole thing evolved out of. And wouldn't it be a pretty shitty thing to do to not show people right. what I've done? Yeah. And right. share. Especially if they see that your life is like your happiness is getting better or you're de-stressing and, and coming down and they're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. how how can I have what you have? Well, and Gary, I, I was listening to, to um, your last podcast as you're talking, and you had said something about, you know, when you start to get physically fit, when you start to get your, your body, yourself in shape, things just start clicking. Things start coming mm-hmm. into focus. They start, you know, um, making themselves more known and, and more clearer to you. And that's – and it's hard to explain to people today, especially – you know, right now we're peaking at the unhealthiest point of American civilization, period. Mm-hmm. This nation is the unhealthiest it's ever been. I'm not talking about COVID people. Take mm-hmm. that out of the mix. Take right. that completely out. We are the most obese, overweight, unhealthiest country in the world by far. Right. And people don't like to hear this. Right. Because when I've dealt with people on the health side – especially early on in my career when I left, because I was always passionate about health. I was a lifelong athlete. I trained athletes. Um, that's what I, I was always into health. I just was doing it all wrong, like pretty much everyone else, mm-hmm. until I realized at the FDA, did some investigating, was researching uh, you know, natural health companies and doctors. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shady ones doing that stuff too. But it was the literature I was reading over and over going, hmm, maybe I've been doing this wrong. Maybe I need to because I was feeling worse, crappy. I was almost 40. Mm-hmm. You know, the wheels were starting to fall off, um, you know, between sports, military, law enforcement. My body was shot. 
And, you know, just kind of trying to figure out going, hey, this isn't working. What am I doing wrong? And that kind of took me down a path of taking my health to a whole nother level. And unless you haven't done that, the, the brain fog that you will experience as an average American today, the, the inability to make rational decisions, I can't explain it to you until you've made this, this transition and progressed and focused on your health. And I was doing, I just did another interview with the author of Pharma, uh, Gerald Posner, really been around for decades, uh, investigative journalist. And we were talking about the healthcare system, especially the pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. And for people to understand, I always say, there's no money in healthy people. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact. This country, a big portion of our economy is run by you being sick, by you feeling crappy and consuming and buying into the medical industrial complex, as I call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't want you well because well people don't consume all the medical uh, over-the-counter drugs, all the crap. You're not at the doctor every week. This system survives on you being unhealthy. Well, then the rest of the system, I know this sounds very conspiratorial, but I worked in it, people. I Mm. protected some of the most powerful people in the world. I've heard private conversations. I've had a top secret clearance my entire government career. Trust me on this. These are psychopaths. They could care less about you. It is greed and power. That's all they care about. You are an instrument for them to get rich. That's how they look at you. And with that, so by you being unhealthy, like I said, you just keep feeding into all these systems because you can't make very good decisions. And I noticed that even in myself. Once I changed my health, I went, yeah, I notice I'm not making impulse buys as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I have better conversations. I'm not as irrational mm-hmm. at times. Right. And that's what I mean. Most Americans don't see that. I don't know how many times I've been almost killed in the last year, especially down here, uh, by people not paying attention mm-hmm. right. <laughs> on their phone. A lady right. literally pulled out right in front of me on a stretch of road that is flat as flat gets. I'm in a one ton diesel truck <laughs> and this lady literally rolls off a dirt road right in front of me. Wow. I watched her. I was watching her, watching her, watching. Her. I go. She's not going to stop. Right. I could see it. So I slowed down. And even with me slowing down, I was, you know, this is a 55 mile an hour speed zone. I had to weave, took two wheels off my truck, two wheeled it, spun over, had to almost went off the shoulder. And I look back and she just turned, kept going like ah. <laughs> didn't even notice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or, or, no, more like I just about killed him. Right. And uh, or, what's that guy's problem? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. I would have hit her square in the door. 50 plus miles an hour in a one ton pickup. She would have been, she would have exploded. Her, her body would have been mangled. Well, not even like driving, like you see people just in parking lots or walking across the street, not even acknowledging that traffic is coming because their face is glued straight to their phone. And then they don't even notice when you squeal your brakes. They don't even like look up and realize, Oh, I just about died there. I watched a woman through rush hour going down 380, which is like a drag strip at five you know, watching TV on her phone. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. And and why would you do that? Why? I, I don't watch TV on my phone. I, <laughs> and people are shocked that I've built this business without social media. Mm-hmm. I use social media, but I've used it very, very infrequently. I don't have a Facebook account. I don't have an Instagram account. I deleted them. 
because uh, I feel if I'm participating in helping those companies, even though I have a Twitter account, but mm-hmm. it's one of the best ways to find people uh, mm-hmm. for a podcast. Right. Um, I would love to get rid of that one, and I plan to eventually. But I don't, I don't get sucked into the system. I don't have any of the apps on my phone. Right. I never have. And you know, I just look at that and I go, "You're watching TV on your phone. Isn't there something better you could be doing with that time?" Right. Since I'm eyeballing you, I'm staring right at you. You're about 220 pounds, five foot two, and it looks like you're pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. And you're walking. You're not in a car. Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you know what I mean. It's this culmination of bad decisions. Right. And this sounds really, really harsh because people will give the pe- people who don't want to hear it. We'll push back. But what I've noticed is I attract now I tend to attract the right people because they realize I'm not putting up with your crap. Right. Don't right. send me an email about how you're poor. I don't understand your poor upbringing in your situation because then I'll I'll blast them with my upbringing. And they go, oh, yeah, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop being a little flower. Right. You are not the number one most worst life of the world. Right. I've never met that person. Right. I've never right. met the person who is number one. So don't think it's you. And that's a huge problem in our society today is we have victims. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of victims, mm-hmm. you know, poor me. You just don't understand. Right. Uh, yeah, I do. You're in the freest country in the world and you're fucking it up. Right. That's the problem. Hope yeah. you, Oh, sorry guys. No, you're good. No, feel free. Um, <laughs> no, and, but I have to be direct are, with them. I go, right. I I've been to hell holes. I've been to places where people have zero hope. They will never get out of the situation that they're in. There is no possible way for them. It is tyranny. They are going to die and live a very miserable life. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. You're not that. You're in the freest country in the world. Our poorest are the richest people on the planet. The richest 1% are our poorest for the most part. Well, and the people that are victimized, I mean, they don't just see, get sympathy. I mean, they get they get awarded for it. I mean, they get lifted up on a pedestal for their victimization. Oh, absolutely. You know, now we're uh, I just saw this thing last night that uh, they're really going to, I guess, uh, old, uh Harris, she uh, Kamala or is it Kamala? Pamela? I don't Kamala, even know. Her name. Yeah. She, says it, <laughs> it means she says it wrong, too. Interesting. <laughs> Um, changes <laughs> that she wants to push through reparations and i'm all no. oh let's just create a whole bunch more victims yes yeah. let's yeah. do that let's that's not gonna help yeah and then you'll get this pushback well you, you were you were not black you weren't enslaved i go i was irish uh i hate to break it to you but there's dead chinese and irish buried on the side of early railroad tracks mm-hmm. that were enslaved and basically built the railroad Right. Where's do do I get do I get reparation? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That I, that was my I'd had nothing to do with that. So why do I think I'm entitled? It was a bad thing. But where does it end now? Anyone can be a victim at this point. Mm-hmm. Anyone who is mistreated in life is now a victim. And that's the slippery slope. I'm not saying that these things are are not right. What I'm saying is by making someone a victim 150 years later doesn't solve the problem and do you think that we have to move past that and and the problem is i don't know what it is about whoever came down and created us um that they created us very evil humans for some reason we love inflicting pain on each other right yeah i don't get it i don't understand it but how about you just worry about being the best person you can be 
How about you give back when you can give back? So that's how I look at life. So was there, you know, sorry, keep going. Oh no, I'm sorry. I get on my soapboxes, but <laughs> lately the news cycle is agitating me. Oh, if you no, oh and I'm not a newsy. I try yeah. and get it in bits and pieces, but I see where we're going and I have seen where we're going for the last mm -hmm. decade. That's why, you know, I had to leave the government and go take a whole nother life because I could see where this was going. That was my question. Yeah. Next question is uh, what what triggered this for you to move away from that? Because looking at your list of accomplishments, um, it starts out with you're you are connected with all of this. Then all of a sudden you're you're you disconnect yourself. What was that? Um, was there a specific event or did you just find like gradually distance yourself more and more and get there? It was a multitude and it was time. I always say I'd just seen too much at mm -hmm. that point. I just, I was losing all faith in humanity. When you're in the, in the belly of the beast and you're deep in it. And I, I went from agency to agency thinking the next one would be better. <laughs> That's why you see me in agencies. Yep. And this is common for people like me uh, who are trying, you know, I went, I've been a lifelong patriot. I, I wanted to be in the military. I wanted to serve my country. I wanted to give back because I felt I was in the most glorious place in the world. You know, I grew up dirt poor. I grew up in a trailer. I had a not a very good upbringing, but I have the ability to be just as successful as everyone else. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful country. Right. And mm -hmm. I think by seeing and being in the belly too much and watching these these empty suits and empty vessels of human beings just destroy this beautiful place i was like I, i've done all i can do and i think you'll if you interview people like me former military uh, law enforcement and been in a while we just finally realized we're not doing we're not making any change it that's how you feel at the end you go i'm not affecting anything that i can see anymore you're just another you're just another spoke in the wheel mm -hmm. and and you start to feel that way that you're not making a difference and for me it was enough is enough. And I told the boss, I said, I can't tell the difference between the bosses and the criminals anymore. Wow. And that did not go well. Mm. That was not helping me out. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't that doesn't fast track you to promotion anytime soon. <laughs> no, I was not going straight to headquarters to be promoted on that <laughs> comment. And but I did finish it with. But at least with the criminals, I know what I'm getting. Oh, so I had to add that extra punch just yeah. to make sure I buried myself. <laughs> I was going to say, if you didn't already dig, dig the hole, you just had to get that last scoop of dirt out. <laughs> and I've talked about it. I go, you know, I, with criminals, I, I just knew what I was getting. You know, mm. I knew how to operate with them. Mm. With the upper crust of, of the government, it, it, it could turn on a dime on you. You never knew what you're going to get. I mean, one day you're the golden child. The next day... You're, you're tr just trying to, to keep above water and not drown. Right. And it was, I watched numerous careers get ruined for nothing more than they didn't like you. Hmm. I mean, I've seen, it was obscene what I saw at the end. I just, I had to get out. It was one of those, I had to get out in order to save myself is the best way to put it. Yeah. I felt that I was going to die an early death if I stayed in there. I, I was going to stroke out, heart attack, miserable uh, you know, worst case, eat your gun, numerous things. I just said, I got to get out. Mm -hmm. I got to get out of here. This is crazy land. And it was almost like leaving the insane asylum mm -hmm. and going, holy shit, it's not me. I thought I was the broken one. <laughs> right. And that's a problem. And I think we're a lot of people are struggling with that in society today, that if you're looking to pursue a better life, 
you know, leave me alone. Let me do it. As long as I'm not hurting anyone, why should you care? That you almost think that there's something wrong with you and that you're insane, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, I get the emails, I know. I get a lot of emails, people going, oh, God, thank God I found your podcast and what you do. They go, I thought I was off on my own. And that's sad Mm -hmm. that today by pursuing what you want to pursue, live the life you want to live, not hurt people, and actually help people and better things, you're, you're the contrarian. You're, what you're teaching is somehow esoteric. That, to me, is a, a sure sign we've lost our way. Mm-hmm. How do we get it back? Well, it's not by me going and moving off the grid and never talking to anyone again. That's not going to help anything. I'm part of the problem if I do that. Right. So I'm a firm believer and you need – if you better yourself and you find a path, you need to, you need to share it. You need to help other people because if we don't do that, this country's lost because the big 800-pound gorilla of, of Apple, Google, Amazon, our federal government – that genie's out of the bottle, people. Right. If we don't fix ourselves and our shit down below and rise from below up and take the power back, and I'm not talking about burning down Nike stores and getting <laughs> shoes and sweatpants. No. I'm no. talking about bettering your life. You know, put put action into your words. Do the, the right thing. Help mm-hmm. other people. That's what it's about. That's how we fix it. Not by getting on Facebook and telling everyone they suck and that your political views are the correct ones. Right. And the, that does not. those people are usually the, the most depressed or the most right. um, angry, like hate their lives type people anyway. I mean, it gets uh, Absolutely. it's, it's kind of like a drug. It get, gets them their high for like the next three minutes. So, oh, I, I just I just said this on Facebook. I just um, put this person in their place and then a couple minutes later they're back to self-loathing and they got to get back on and do it again and they're the ones that sit there and and i'm guilty of this too but like wasting hours just scrolling through facebook Mm -hmm. posts and Mm -hmm. and accomplishing nothing um well and that's what i'm a big proponent of and because people will often ask me they go they look at my life they go you've done all these things and i tell people I'm no Elon Musk by mm-hmm. any stretch. <laughs> right. I'm just some poor white kid who grew up in the middle of nowhere. I have two character traits that have got me through life. I don't give up, and I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. That's it. Literally, those two things have gotten me through the majority of my life, and it's hard-headedness. I will fail miserably, spectacularly, flames flying, but I just go, okay, learn from what you just did wrong, fix it. Don't bitch about it because that does nothing. I've right. done it. I've been a grade A bitcher. And <laughs> I have learned it does zero to help me in life for the most part. Does it make me feel good at times? Sure. But I think we get in a pattern of constant bitching. And, you know, you're the problem. Like I said, in America, the problem's us. I mean, the reason government's out of control and the reason, you know, Apple has more money than God is us. Mm-hmm. And I use Apple. Hey, I use their products. Mm-hmm. But it's the reason I have to use them is because no one's creating an alternative for me. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have to use. Them. I don't have a choice for the in the most part. I can go to a PC and Bill Gates. You know, I might as well drive a spike in my eye. <laughs> I mean, those are my choices, right? Yeah. Uh, a, a super greedy company that uses Chinese slave labor, and Bill Gates, who <laughs> does the same. I, what right. you know, mm-hmm. that software has never worked. 
Yeah. You know, great. Thanks, guys. That's my choice. And I'm a big fan of Dan Bongino because we have similar backgrounds to mm. an extent. He says the same thing. Mm. We need to create our own networks. Mm -hmm. Good people need to rise up and create things. That's the problem. The bad people are creating things. Mm -hmm. They're the ones creating them and they're creating them to take your money yeah. and control you. Yeah, well, you see that big move now over to Parler and, you know, MeWe and yeah. you know, getting away from, you know, the traditional Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And, um, you know, YouTube, I think there's a, a move over to Rumble now. So it looks like, I mean, people are starting to listen and take notice. Well, because they're getting deplatformed. Right. Yeah. I mean, for stupid stuff, too. I mean, innocent things like, hey, I lost weight using the keto diet. <laughs> Banned. Sorry, <laughs> you're out. Yeah. You know, how dare you go against the normal medical Right. you know uh, uh uh norm of you know and, and that's part of it is i just i i firmly believe you are what you surround yourself with mm -hmm. i make it a very good point that if you're a bad person i'm i'm not your guy right and they learn it very quickly uh bad people don't like me they make they you out like, to be the asshole, I'm sure. They make me oh, out yeah. to be, yeah, they'll attack me and I'm all, no, I ain't having that. And, you know, find your tribe, you know, find the people who make you better. Mm -hmm. You know, don't hang out with a bunch of deadbeats. If you hang out with a bunch of deadbeats, you're going to be a deadbeat. Right. Look for people who, who push you, you know, who are looking to better themselves. And, and that's the easiest way too. I'm not looking to be the king. I'm not looking to be the tyrant standing on burning rib cages and scorched earth. I'm just a guy. I learn from everyone. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I don't want to be a leader. And that sounds weird. I've been a leader too long. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm tired. I just want to help people do the best I can, create a company that makes me sleep well at night. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And I think if we took more of that attitude, uh, and it took me a long time. Don't get me wrong. I'm a type A. I'm very competitive. Right. Um, it, but that helps. I mean, I, I wouldn't tell people don't be competitive. Right. But at the same time, it's not to, uh, you know, influence your power over people. And I think that's the biggest problem with the social media companies is, is these tyrants don't care about you. Mm -hmm. They just want you addicted to their platform. That's right. all they care about. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's sad, working, you know, because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, Jack Dorsey, it just got out of control. He's not a back. That guy's a douchebag. That guy's a human <laughs> Agreed. piece of waste. That guy lies every time he opens his pretentious mouth. Right. And he looks down upon all of us like we are just a bunch of idiots. Mm. And those are the people you need to fear. Yeah. You need to be scared of those people because they will do anything to anyone at any given time. Mm-hmm. I know that was pretty drastic, but <laughs> no, it's true. We, information. We, we definitely agree. We've um, had our fair share of bitching about the, <laughs> the social media, um, the power, the overlords is what I call them, um, that basically control the direction of um, thought and in, in society right now. Um, Big guy. They control the news cycle. We just saw yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Right. That's scary. Uh, you know, and for for uh that was great talking to uh gerald posner because he's he's like us uh, middle of the road he always been that's why i followed him for years and knew of him that just i just want the facts right give me the yeah. facts and i'll make my decision mm -hmm. and now what's happening is these companies are controlling right the information oh that's not news you don't need to hear about that yeah you don't need to hear about that wait 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 you just you just changed an election yeah and i have no dog in the fight i didn't vote for either one mm -hmm. either cycle 
I have people have heard you probably heard it in my last podcast. I'm tired of voting for the right. least smelly piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not going to do it anymore. And you can call me a hypocrite. No nope. fair game. Yeah. Whatever. I've decided I'm going to uh, my vote is going to be my life and my action in life. That's how I'm going to vote. I'm going to do the best I can to affect positive change. That's my vote in life. Mm -hmm. And and with that, these these social media companies, I just tell people and this is a funny look I get every single time uh, I go. Let me, especially people are just, oh, I love social media. I get on there. I'm on all day. Mm. And I have people who are like, say they're like me and they're on social media all, all day. I go, you're not like me. <laughs> and uh, I go, tell me one problem that social media has solved for you. And they go, oh, I go, exactly. Now tell me how many problems it has created for you. And they go, well, I spend a lot of time on it. Uh, I get in fights with all of my friends and people I don't know, mm. you know, and it's like, I go, it's like going on vacation and posting, uh, pictures of your vacation. How about you enjoy your vacation? Right. right. Yeah. While you're on it. And, and why do you give a shit that so, you got to show everyone else how much fun you're having on your vacation? I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing something else. Yes. I don't care that you're great for you. You're on vacation. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have fun. I don't need to know about it. I don't care. I've got other shit to do. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to just kind of switch courses a little bit because I know you don't have a ton of time. Um, I'm sure. You know what, guys? Uh, I'm good today. Uh, actually, I some stuff cleared out. I'm busy. I'm going on a bike ride in a little bit. Okay. But I got to get another cup of coffee in me. So go shoot away. We'll oh. just let it roll. All right. No I've problem. had a lot of interviews. I was a little tired. I got a lot more coming up. But you know what? I got the time. All Just right, no problem. Away. Whatever doesn't fit in our main episode, we have a Patreon program we'll throw into bonus for everyone to hear too. So um, it's whatever time you have. Um, we'll we'll just keep rolling with it. But um, I I know, like I said, I po posted that I was getting a guy with like an off the grid background and um, um, kind of a life simplification background. Um, I just wanted to ask, and I'm sure listeners want to know too. Like, what does a day in your life kind of look like? Because, I mean, you push this simple, better life, quote unquote, but I'm sure if people mm -hmm. actually looked at their life, they'd be like, well, shit, that doesn't sound simple at all. Like you tell me by, by five o'clock in the afternoon, you're just ready to, to shut down and, and be done. So that's why we're doing morning podcasts for you. Well, and that's, it, it, it's funny. That's one of the questions I get asked a lot. Like, what's your average day? I used to get asked that in the government too, as a federal agent, they'd go, mm -hmm. what's your day look like? And I go, it's different every day. Yeah. I go, I don't even know how to explain it to you. It's, it's a desk job at times, but it's out in the field, investigations, interviews. I go, it just depends. Right. And I think that's what kept me in as long as it did, even though it was excruciating, boring compared to what people think it is. Yeah. A um, lot of paperwork, a lot of bureaucracy. Mm. but that for me it's hard to explain too because i do run a business and I, mm. I i've had people go your life doesn't sound that simple i don't know because i'm busy right and they go well busy doesn't sound like living a simple life i go so what do you want to do do you want to lay on your couch and eat grapes in your robe all day what are you <laughs> going to do with your time you need to spend that time and humans are wired for creativity curiosity and accomplishing things that's what we're wired for. That's what keeps us alive. And I think that's a big part that's happened is that kind of piece has been cut out of us. 
So now we're just widget in, widget out. You know, we're mm-hmm. widgets going to a widget job, creating widgets to make widgets, to buy widgets. We don't need to live in widgets, to drive widgets, to hang out with widgets. I, it's kind of that way. I feel mm-hmm. like it's we're in this kind of just gray blah right. of life. Yeah. And I go, as long as I can breathe, I'm going to do the things I enjoy and the things that, you know, make me feel good. And for most humans, being part of a a contribution, right, to, to society, to the tribe. You know, I, I'm a big, you know, ancestral health guy and mm-hmm. looking back at the past and where we come from. And in order for us to survive, you couldn't have hoarders. You know, you couldn't have people trying to accumulate the most, you know, uh, uh, moose bones over everyone else. <laughs> you know, and then you'd have to move. We were nomadic. So you carried everything on your back. I mean, you couldn't just collect stuff to collect stuff. You couldn't go kill uh, a deer, bring it back and sit in the corner and eat it all by yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. it was sharing. It was and also sharing knowledge because without sharing the knowledge, you couldn't survive. You had to progress. Right. And for me, by doing what I do and working and people think it, it looks like I work really hard. And I do. Don't get me wrong, but I'm very efficient with my time. Is mm-hmm. what I tell people. When you cut out all those typical distractions you have, and I was talking about this, and it's going to get worse as I'm evolving the company, as I'm starting to remove myself from certain processes, which is really hard to do, as entrepreneurs know, is giving the reins to someone else is extremely difficult when you created everything from scratch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and now you've got to go, okay, Joe, this is yours now. And you sit there and you're just cringing, going, don't screw it up. Yeah. Please don't yeah. blow it. Well, even if it's um, not, even if it's not screwing it up, it's like, well, is this going to look like what I built here? Because I right. built this that looks like this, and if I hand it off to even a highly capable person, it's not going to look like that, and that might right. that scares a lot of yeah. people. And I, I'm dealing with that now because I'm trying to buy the company that my boss built for 30 years from him and it's you know it's one of those situations where it's like okay i'm gonna hand this off and it's not gonna look the same it's not gonna be mine anymore well and i know the company is me right right and that's not some egotistical thing it is i mean that's why people follow what i do it's not because i created you know uh some magical formula and everything it's because i always still i follow people and learn from people who i who i also like You know, (laughs) who I believe in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I just don't follow blindly. And I know that, and I'll never remove myself. I still answer all my emails. I try to. Um, Sometimes I can't get to all of them. It takes a while. But I tell people, don't get me wrong. My hands are in everything. There will be never a time where I just sit back, you know, uh, rubbing my belly, counting Benjamins. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be involved. This is my company. This is what I do. Mm. And that's why I laugh when people, you know, say, Oh, Jack Dorsey, he, he, he doesn't control anything. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. Any entrepreneur knows who is involved. He is involved. Right. Heck Jeff Bezos admits he's in everyday decisions to the, he went back, he left and now he's back. Mm. So if you're removing these people and saying, Oh, they're not responsible for it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not that way. Um, but yeah, I, when I wake up and I have my schedule, the things I need to do, there's some stuff I don't like to do. You know, the tech stuff drives me nuts because it changes so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just as I learn something, it changes or stupid things break all the time. And I'm like, why is this breaking? Why am I fixing this yet again? 
but I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm creating and I'm not being forced to create. I don't have a boss looking over my shoulder going, Gary, where are, uh, you know, those uh, TPS reports, you know, <laughs> that right. Is it, was it TPS report? Yeah. Oh, it's TPS. <laughs> Sounds good. And, Sounds you good know, and, and I don't have that. It's me. If shit doesn't get done, only person I got to blame is me right. for the most part. Cause I control the big aspects. Yeah. And you know, I write my books, you know, those words are my words. Those aren't a ghostwriter. Those aren't some guy in Indian, some sweatshop. Mm-hmm. Those are mine. I write those books. Those are my feelings. Those are my ideas. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are, go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. So for that, it it just changes a dynamic too, is I can get way more done with enjoying what I do. I'm not on social media. Um, I'll be on there every once in a while, um, but you know, I throw in some jabs and then leave <laughs> say something smart ass i told uh brian nichols uh, i said my goal is to get everyone i know kicked off twitter so be prepared <laughs> so i'll throw something out there that's pretty out there and they go you could see they're like oh god um and you know but with that it's you know i can get more done in four hours than people i, I i'm kid kid you not a cubicle job that they'll do in a week oh i believe i can because it's hyper focused i'm yeah. getting this stuff done I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm not taking 15 smoke breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I eat at my desk most of the time because I like to. And, and, you know, it's just, it's a different, it's hard to explain. It's, and that's why I do what I do too, is I'm trying to relay this information so people can understand it. And right. I don't do the best job all the time. But understand if you take, you guys, have you listened, you know my three-legged stool? Yeah, yes. I was going to yep. ask you about that actually. Yeah, and I would love to say that I'm a genius and that uh, that was just such brilliance how I came up with that. It wasn't. Literally, I was walking out to give a live presentation. I have my uh, five principles of the simple life, which I've had for a decade. I'd had it in the health company. But those have evolved into everything I do today. They still apply to everything. Mm-hmm. Well, people were getting hung up on some of the philosophy. They go, God, Gary, I like your stuff, but it's overwhelming. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. And I go, well, that, that's my fault. 
I, I've done something wrong. Right. What I did is uh, I was in my hotel room before the presentation. I went, what are the, the basic bones of what I teach? Let me just filter it down as far as I possibly can. Health was a no-brainer, obviously. Mm -hmm. That was easy. Well, that's easy and, for you, and you don't have to dig into this, but I just want to point out that's easy for you, but I don't think a lot of people realize how much their health goes into the rest of it, how important that is to the rest of it. They feel that like they can disconnect and just, like, health is important, but it's, like, kind of on the back burner for a lot of Americans, I think. But Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I misspoke there. Uh, it, 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 easy for me in the sense of what my company, rep what I represent, my philosophy, right. It was easy for me just to throw that one in first. So okay. that one was that wasn't even effort on my part. Then the second one, I went, okay, what have I been teaching? What do I do? And I went, oh yeah, being debt free. I go, that's a no brainer. I go that you know for me. And then I go, what is the final tie? And I went, well, life purpose. I went, if you don't have life purpose and drive, this is a rough journey. You mm -hmm. know, purpose is what keeps us alive. I mean, that's why we're here. You know. And, and I, I started breaking it down and I go, okay, I don't want to go too philo philosophical in all these and, and branch it out again and create this, these tentacles. I need to keep it focused and basic. So I broke it down to the three-legged stool. Of these are the three things that I have found and I've taught other people that convey 90 plus percent of success in life. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I refined it, refined it. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't anything, you know, like I said, uh, 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 like I said, an Elon Musk moment where I was inventing a rocket. <laughs> it was just more of dumbing it down. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't to dumb it down because I'm so smart. I needed to understand it. Mm -hmm. I was dumbing it down for me first. Yeah, right. And, and and then once I did that, I went out and I presented it and I saw a bunch of light bulbs go on. And I went, holy shit. You got to be kidding me. I, I felt like an idiot in a way because mm -hmm. I went, I just created this. It took me like 10 minutes to figure it out. And it was me deep uh, or simplifying my logic even further. And I couldn't believe it. And people latched onto it. Matter of fact, afterwards, I was doing book signings and people were coming up going, hey, where can I find that three-legged stool? And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> nowhere you know it's in there if you dig all the parts you know pieces and, and you try and extrapolate it but you're you know that's not your job as a reader or a customer mm -hmm. it's my job to make you understand that so i had to go back and actually rewrite a write a small book that was after the fact of the simple life but i did get it into decluttering your life um it was a it was a work in progress but that three-legged stool I didn't, I just haven't realized how powerful that thing is. I created yeah. it about a year ago. I want to say maybe a little mm -hmm. over a year. No, right around a year ago. And I, I'm honestly kind of shocked. Mm -hmm. Right. You wouldn't believe how many emails I get back on the three legged stool. Yeah. That thing. You well, know, like I said, I'm no genius. Like you <laughs> said, it, it's so simple, but at the same time, it's not something that anybody's able to conceptualize, you know? So um, everybody's focused on, and maybe it's because of all the distractions around, you know, it's like, these are the bare bones, you know, to kind of get yourself simplified, but also self-reliant. I think well, simple doesn't mean easy. Right. And I always, I always tell people that just because I broke the three-legged stool down in these simple components, these are the three most difficult things you will have to face in life. Mm -hmm. Right. Period. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, 
people can hear all your podcasts and all this stuff and think it sounds all well and good. Like, oh, I want to live like that. I want to do that. And then when you come out and say, well, you need to get debt-free, that that instantly is probably going to turn off a bunch of people. Mm. They're just going to be like, well, well, shit. And then <laughs> It's Christmas time. <laughs> uh, yeah, getting, like, taking control of your health, like I said. Um, that sounds... look good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a no-brainer, but for a lot of people... It's just not something they want to put the effort into. And then um, you're having a purpose in life. Well, that's getting even harder and harder to do with, like, the COVID lockdowns. Um, mm-hmm. You don't even have the purpose of your job to go to anymore. You're, you're shutting your house. Um, like you said the, earlier, the Internet's getting bogged down because that's all people feel that there is to do because it, it feels like, Whatever small purpose they had of going to their nine to five job every day, which which I do that, I'm not knocking anybody for that. Um, whatever no. small purpose they had, it just got thrown out the window. So now what? Now what do they have to do? So yes, simple three steps there, but like you said, that you take a look at those and those look really hard. Well, and like you said, Gary, well, with the the health uh, industry the way it is, I mean, it seems like the the whole system is built up to keep you distracted from finding your purpose out of health to, you know, empower your health and in debt, serious debt. So you can't for your finances. So it's like the system is arranged to keep you away from that three stool. Yeah. It's trapping you. It, mm-hmm. it literally is trapping you. And I was trapped a bit at the end, you know, when I left the government, I'd always been better with money than most people. Um, I was, you know, health, I was a health guy, even though I was doing that wrong. That's, I mean, I, I was doing these things wrong too. And until I figured out and I'd lost my life purpose. You know, mm-hmm. when I went to government, I thought I had found my life purpose. By the time I'd left, I realized I had lost it. And like uh, last year, what I did is I decided I'd spent so much time building my house, working on my property, doing all that. And I put the business on the back burner because I said, this is something I need to do. I want to do this now. I'm getting older. If I keep pushing this off, trying to gap it, it's not going to get done. So I said, let the business, and because I was debt-free, I didn't need a lot of money to live off of. Right. So that helped. So I could, you know, and I worked, still worked odd jobs. I wasn't, you know, rolling in dough. So I was, you know, building the house, doing a lot of the work myself, paying for the things I could pay for, saving, scrimping. So I did it all that way. But what had happened is the business had fell behind. Mm. So I said, after the house was done and I'd kind of settled in and I was picking the business stuff up, I said, okay. The business direction changed like a year and a half ago, two years, you know, Mm. oh shit, I got to get this straightened out. So I said, okay, I'm going to run an experiment for one year. I built this off grid house so I could focus on things like that was going to be my writing kind of refuge to get away from things. So I said, okay, I'm going to run an experiment. I'm going to work for a year straight, no vacations, no screwing around. The only rule was if I got burned out or I felt like I was sliding off the edge, I would stop. I wasn't going to just do it and force myself to do it no matter what. I said, if things start going bad, I'll quit. I made it. I did it. And what? And when I did it, like I said, it was an experiment, but it was mainly just to jump the business, get the business caught back up, get everything caught back. And all, also that I'd learned a whole lot of life lessons in those years of doing this project that I hadn't shared. Mm-hmm. So I had to get them on paper. I had to get all this stuff out. And unfortunately, with today, too, is once you come up with an idea or a concept, someone's just sitting in their basement waiting to steal it. Mm. So I knew that I had to get the simple life philosophy out and get it out quickly before someone grabbed it. You know what I mean? 
it, yeah. and, and I've already had books copied and all that. It's whatever. You know, people are just shitty. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of flattering, but it pisses you off because oh, yeah. that's, you know, I didn't I didn't copy some other self-help book. This is my stuff. This is your so life hurts. experience. Yeah, it's my life. There's a lot of blood, sweat and tears in there. And for someone to take it, it really aggravates you. Yeah. But that's just the society we're in. So I said, hey, I got to get this out. I got to establish it. Make sure if anyone takes it, I have legal means to go back after them if I have to. Not that I, that was the plan. I just said, if something, you know, someone just takes this stuff carte blanche, I got to have an ability to go after them. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. Again, yeah. it sucks. You have to think that way, right. but you have to, you have to protect your intellectual property. Mm -hmm. I did IP investigations in the government. One of my good friends is an IP attorney. So I have knowledge of counterfeits and people stealing stuff and counterfeit mills. I, I have a good background in it. So I knew um, that's why none of my stuff besides books sold on Amazon. None of my supplements, anything. You have to get it from my website. Mm. I do that on purpose. Right. Because otherwise it's going to get stolen and copied. Right. If it's right. ever somewhere else, I know that either they had to buy it from me or they're, they're duplicating it. Um, so with that, I did it. And what a few things happened that I did not expect. One was I became even more efficient with my time. Did not see that one coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just because I think I was so hyper-focused and then I knew every day I had to have my tasks lined out. And don't, don't get me wrong. I wasn't working dark to dark. I was, but I wasn't. I'd work on the business and I still kind of do this till about two in the afternoon. Then I uh, would go out in my yard and I'd do all my outdoor projects till dark. You know, walk the dogs, chop wood, cut down trees, build build my wood shit, stuff like that. So I always had outdoor activities that I did for the second half of the day, which kept me sane. And I love that stuff. I love building things. But at the end, too, I also realized I really enjoy what I do. <laughs> I went, this wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it would be. I never had a morning where I woke up dreading that day. And I found that interesting because I went, hmm. So if you do what you enjoy, like my my old grandpappy told me, do what you love, Gary. And I went, oh, whatever, old man, you don't know what you're talking about. And it was funny realizing those words echo in my head today. I go, 100% right. Hmm. Do something you enjoy. And that doesn't mean, you know, run naked down the street in clown makeup. <laughs> it's got to be rational, right? And if yes. you do that, okay, maybe seek some help. But, <laughs> you know. It's one of those that I enjoy what I do so much. I don't look at it as work yeah. most of the time. And so what happened with COVID, I know that was a long-winded, but I'm going to transition here. Okay. What happened this year? So I'd come out of that. I did it year to year. So I did January 1st. I started it, ended it, end of December. COVID hits at the end, right? We're tailing in. And I go, oh, shit, I should have done it this year. God dang it. Well, I sat there and I thought, okay, what are you going to do now? Because I had all these travel plans. I was going to Canada. I was going to go on some hunts. I was going to do this. I went, I can't do any of that. Oh, I can, but it's not going to be fun. So why waste the money and time? You know, I, I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to deal with a mask and all this crap. So I went, let me refocus. What am I going to do? I went, okay, you have all these things lined out for the next two years that you're going to do with the business. What can you get done this year? And what can you push yet again? So I kind of had to reevaluate my schedule. And instead of going, COVID sucks, I hate my life, um, I'm done. I'm going to watch 
Netflix and YouTube all day. I said, no, do it again. Not to that extreme, but you're going to grind again. Just do it again. You, this is an opportunity. I looked at, as strange as this sound, COVID as an opportunity. Hmm. I went, don't waste the time. And I think that's what people are doing today. Because the complaints I've always gotten from people, you again, like we said, you don't understand my life. Uh, it's very difficult. It's always so difficult. It's always way more difficult than mine and everyone else's. And I don't have the time to do the things you do. I don't have time to work out. I don't have the time and money to eat healthy. All excuses. Right. Because right. exercise is free, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> you don't need to go to the gym. It's like the freest I, thing there is out there. Yeah, it's the easiest thing you can do on your own that doesn't cost you a dime. And so I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that people, all the things they've complained about, now during COVID, they have an opportunity to do it. You know, they go, well, I don't have money, uh, you know, my job. Okay, fine. But that doesn't mean you can't work out and get healthy right now. They go, well, I can't afford the food. I go, ah, I've proven this. Simple Life Guide to Financial Freedom. I have a whole chapter on how being healthy is cheaper than being unhealthy. Because that is a great misnomer of the, the industry. Keep you thinking that eating healthy food and being healthy is expensive. You can't possibly do that. Hmm. I'll tell you right now, being unhealthy, eating at McDonald's is not cheaper than being healthy. I eat meals on a consistent basis that is cheaper than eating lunch at McDonald's. 100% organic, healthy, Trust me on this, people. I break it down. Go look at the math and go look at the math on how much money you're going to waste deep six figures by conservative estimates over your lifetime killing yourself. Hmm. So you need to look at COVID as an opportunity. Get your the three-legged stool. Get it in order. You have the time. You have this dead time. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I look at things. It, don't look at the bad side of it. Go, okay, I've always complained about no time. Uh, yeah, no money. But you know what? You didn't have money before. So what's the difference? You blew it all. Right. So don't have the solution be I'm going to have you know Amazon packages stacked to the top of my door every day because I'm bored. Don't do that. Stop. And not only that, guess what you're doing? You're actually indebting yourself out of a job. And I, I'll get off my soapbox and let you guys comment on this because people okay. – I get some pushback on this, and people think I'm pretty harsh on big companies. Hey, I sell books on Amazon. Don't get <laughs> right. me wrong. But I have to right now, and everyone who knows me knows my business model, what I'm doing. I've actually watched my sales slide on Amazon because, I don't know, maybe someone's listening. But I've also increased my sales on my website. Right, And I've seen some other people start to do it. Small businesses catching on that if I keep allowing these big companies. And so by you saying, I don't have a job, I don't have any money. So let me just buy a bunch of useless shit on Amazon and let me search on Google all day and keep feeding that algorithm. So I get ads 24 seven. We've seen it happen. What are these fast food places now doing and accelerating food made by robots? Mm hmm. Amazon's using that money to invest in technology, AI. Mm -hmm. Guess who's going away? You. You are literally spending yourself out of a job. Amazon, a lot of these companies have doubled their wealth during COVID. Yes. 
We've talked Double. about that. We have talked about that. Um, the first yeah. like three months, I think, like right around the time of the stimulus check, we we crunched the numbers and um, we found like the total given out for that twelve hundred dollars stimulus check, and the top, I think it was like five or six major. Um, like online retailers like Amazon, their wealth increased almost exactly the same amount as that $1,200 stimulus check. So it didn't stimulate like local economy or um, where you're living. It just stimulated those big corporations that were already booming to begin with. Well, not only that, I have another uh, kind of, I think this is what I'm, I could be totally wrong, but from what I'm seeing, I'm a, I'm an analytical guy. I'm a former investigator. I look at things in a different eye and I'm going, okay, why are they locking down small businesses? What is the agenda? Why are they strangling their own economy? And it, and I, you know, political, don't get me wrong. Left and right loves to take your money. Both mm-hmm. sides love to do it. But what we're seeing from the progressive left is that in these cities, they're literally strangling their economy. Why would they do that? You know, and I sit there and I go, huh, what do small businesses represent competition for their buddies? Guess who their buddies with? Guess who financed all their campaigns? Yep. People at Google, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, all these places are financing these, these, you know, like Nunes and all these idiots, uh, uh, you know, they are they're These are horrible people, yeah. first of all. And I went, OK, so if you get rid of all the restaurants, gyms, nail salons, where are those? Oh, they happen to be in downtown areas, a lot of them. And a lot of entrepreneurs tend not to be progressive left, small, tend, not always, right. but tend. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can get rid of a, a, a voter base. You can replace that voter base with a progressive who can now use that prime property and get it pennies on the dollar. I firmly believe that's their game. Hmm. I think they're trying to strangle the small mom and pops and entrepreneurs in order to bring in and catch this stuff and get richer. They're going to grab all this property. All their buddies are going to move in. And those 15 stores were on that block are now going to be a big Apple store. Yep. And Apple got it for five cents on the dollar. And then the flip side is, guess what they're going to do? Those companies are going to get tax exemptions on top of it because that's what they do to move into those areas because now they're considered, you know, uh, reclamation or bringing the the neighborhoods back up. Hmm. So now they're going to get tax breaks. Now they've replaced you with robots, AI. It's pretty sinister. I hope I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I am. What do you guys think? No, that's like almost directly in line with stuff we've been talking about for the last few months since COVID hit. Um, like I said, we we talked about how all that stimulus didn't stimulate the economy; it just stimulated the the big corporations. It stimulated the the most powerful, and they've become even more powerful. And you you see how much their power and influence has just increased over the last few months. And those are the oh, voices yeah. of. The politics that are, or the politicians that are making all these um, moves to make them more powerful, then they're turning around and repeating the voice of those politicians. So it's just a, a hand-in-hand um, exchange there. They're, the politicians give them the power, and then they turn around and use their platform and their voice to voice only what those politicians want people to hear. 
Well, and we're on a brink, I think, as well. Like I said, I didn't see this stuff happening this fast. I prepared my life because I could see it coming. Right. And I knew that I needed to have a a kind of recession-free business, something that I believed in, fit my life purpose, all those things, right? It's mm -hmm. hard to do. Trust me, this is not easy. This is why I'm trying to teach what, what little I know to other people. Like I said, I'm not a genius. I'm just sharing with what I know. That's it, what I've experienced. And... I think we're getting close to where these companies are going to be unrainable. They're going to take over every industry there is, but they were smart. You're right. And it, it, by giving the stimulus checks to the bottom third for the most part, right. Of earners, not don't take that the wrong way, <laughs> not the bottom third of people, stupid, this or that earners. Cause they knew what they would do with it. Spend it. So they where they spend it. They spend it with the big companies, which you guys have talked about. It goes, it goes, it, it's funneling our money down to the lower third, back to the, but their buddies, it's a genius money laundering. It is, yeah, it is a fantastic money laundering operation. And I, I did an interview, I believe in February where uh, a guy asked me about this. He goes, Hey, so this COVID thing, what do you think of it? I go, well, first of all, the, the, the numbers don't make sense to me. You know, I worked at the FDA, US Department of Health, so I'm a health guy. I don't, they don't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't know what's going on. I went, but what I see coming is the biggest transfer of wealth you've ever seen. Hmm. And he was astounded. He goes, how can you say that? I go, I know these politicians. I've been around them. I yeah. know what they're thinking. Never let a crisis go to waste. I'm like, All right, Zelensky and Obama. Mm -hmm. Never, or uh, Emmanuel as well. They love it. And they all do it. This isn't right or left. They all do it. And I was like, I can feel it. And sure enough, here we are almost a year later. And I'm worried, you know, I've, yeah. I've said uh, we can handle one round of shutdowns. We mm -hmm, can't right. handle two. Now, real quick, can you confirm to everybody who's listening that we have not talked really at all besides just scheduling this out? Because you're saying like literally everything we've been saying for the last like four weeks. And we, we didn't get together with you and tell you, hey, we've been we've been pointing in this direction. You should talk in this direction, too. Can you confirm that for us? <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked at all. Right. Um and I haven't, I'll be honest, guys, I feel bad. I haven't listened to your podcast. Oh, that's uh, okay. You know, I, I feel terrible, but I, as you guys nope. know, I don't have time. I right. try to listen and read everything. Um, <laughs> it's getting harder and harder as uh, I get more guests. And I, like I said, I have a full schedule on interviews both ways. And so we haven't talked at all. But what I've noticed is, you know, people like us, Remzo, you know, Brian Nichols, Jason Stapleton, you guys, um, Lines of Liberty. I don't want to leave anyone out. Mm -hmm. But we all, uh, Matt Kibbe, we all come to these conclusions because we're rational human beings taking information without bias. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is, I think, what you come to if you take a wide view and don't pick a tribe and you just go, I'm going to stay neutral. Let me take in the information. What is it telling me? And that's my investigator hat. I always look at, at things unbiased i go don't let don't let your feelings get involved because no one gives a shit about your feelings what does it say what does the information actually say it's telling us and if you're watching and paying attention the problem is bare minimum half of america has their head buried 10 feet up their ass oh yeah they are not paying attention to anything i have a friend who uh leans left for sure and, you know, we grew up together. I love the guy to death. But some of the stuff he says to me, I go, where did you, what did you, where did you get that? 
because it makes absolutely no sense. This is a smart guy. He, I went, so what do you think of the, the Hunter Biden investigation? He goes, what? I go, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden, you do know they're under, he's under investigation. He goes, no. What? <laughs> I went, huh? I just was like dumbfounded. Right. I went, how do you not know that? And that's because he, 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 and I've been working on him for a couple of years now. I go, you need to look at things with a wider spectrum. Mm-hmm. I go, I know mm-hmm. where you're getting your news from. I can tell you because you repeat their talking points. He gets frustrated with me. Mm-hmm. I go, you were watching MSNBC this morning, weren't you? And he goes, <laughs> mm-hmm. starts he in and Han. And I go, I know the talking points. <laughs> I yeah. know what they say. Yeah. And I go, I go, don't get me wrong. I go, don't just go watch Fox News. I go, I get my news from business channels. I try and get out of the opinion base. Right. Yeah. The best I can. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. But I think all of us are just coming to those conclusions because the writing's on the wall if you're looking. Problem is, most people aren't looking. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, um, and this is what kind of led us in this direction, we, we've just discussed a little bit. Do you see um, society kind of breaking down anytime soon or in the distant future? Like, like what's our time limit here? Um, it, this has to come to an end at some point. We can't, as a country, move in this super ultra divided direction for very long without it completely breaking down. And if you do see that breaking down, um, obviously people like you are on top of your game and more prepared. Um, what should people do ahead of time so that they're not um, completely caught off their caught off the game and just totally behind the curve? Well, it's tough. Like I said, I didn't see this happening so quickly. Um, the, the best you can do, cause like I said, people confuse me as a prepper that I'm up on a mountaintop with my 50 cal and bucket <laughs> 55 gallon drums of pancake batter. Uh, <laughs> you know, awesome. I, and, and you know, I, I dug a hole in the backyard that I buried a tank in. I, I don't do that because I tell people this, if you're worried about that stuff, you know, if it gets to that stage where this becomes complete, utter dystopia, uh, a lot of us aren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to live in a world that way. I'll go to my next journey. I'll go out in the woods and hopefully a bear will find me. You know, <laughs> I'll just coat myself with it with cow blood or something and say, come get me. Um, you know, and if you continue to, and I did, I used to worry about that, you know, these end of world, if everything implodes, what am I going to do? I've changed my attitude of, I just got to live my life the best I can prepare the best I can have my, my things in order, the three-legged stool. And if I do the best I can and do those things, everything outside of that pretty much is outside of my control. Mm-hmm. Control the things you can control, ignore the rest. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, blindfully ignore the world or what's going on, but how much of it directly affects you, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people like me and Jason State, we talk about this, about, you know, the president. Does it really matter anymore? They're all shitbags. Right. You know, it doesn't. They're all going to screw us. But if we if we manage our lives and get our lives in order, and that's the thing that the three-legged stool, as time went on, I didn't get either. It kind of came to me that those are the three things we have willingly given away to big government, big corporations. If we take those back, we start to remove those powers we have willingly given them. And if say you're not in debt, well, how do all these banks survive? If you're not dumping and blowing money and have 15 credit cards 
you know, a thousand dollar truck payment, even though you live in LA, um, it's kind of hard for them to control you, right? Because the bank doesn't do anything for you unless, you know, you leverage the money and use them. And that's what I teach. Hey, if the bank's going to give you cheap money, use it and leverage it and then get out. But don't become a lifelong of indebtedness. I, I, like I said, that financial freedom book has been an eye opener for some. A lot of people don't like it because it's too much in your face, <laughs> I've been told. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't give people excuses because I break it all down with basic math. I'm a math guy. Mm -hmm. That and then, you know, with with your health, you know, no one's perfect. Hey, we're organisms. We got broken genetics. Not everything works. You just do the best you can, mm -hmm. but you don't make excuses. And, and finding your life purpose will help you weather these storms. You know, you go, if you're on a trajectory of doing the best you can, a lot of this noise goes away, right? For me, I pay attention to it, but I don't let it rule my life. I don't let it interfere. And it's hard. It's really hard. I'm in California right now. It sucks here, yeah. but guess what? I'm leaving. And I was going to stick it out for one more season. My family's here, friends and stuff where I grew up. I just finally said, I made a couple calls and said, I'm leaving. I'm done. I got to go. I can't take this anymore. But I can do that. So if you can make your life that way and work on the three-legged stool, guess what? You're going to be mobile too. I created this business to be mobile because I said, you know what? If I'm in a state, and this happened to me in California, that things turn on me and I've got you know 30 years left on my mortgage 10 years left on the Lexus that I can't afford, I'm stuck. I'm screwed. By controlling what you do and, and doing that, like my off-grid house, I got a lot of pushback when that book first came out. People going, building to code. Like I hammer it in there. I go, those codes, I hate to break it to people. I go, some of them are there for a reason. Don't get me wrong. I don't like bureaucracies either. You have to look at that off-grid property as an investment as well. Mm -hmm. I go, that is your home. That's where you're going to live. I've been around a lot around people who threw something up, didn't get permits, and try and sell it. And it's like, good luck. They're mm -hmm. selling land. That's mm -hmm. all they're selling right. with, a, with a shanty on it that I got to take down now. Mm -hmm. um, but I said, build the code, You know, do it right, put the hard work in. You know, my solar system is the only solar system at the time certified by the county. It was fully inspected. I got all my stickers and tags on it. My whole property's done by code. I've got my owner occupancy certificate, which is a big deal. That allows you to get um, lines of credit if you need it. It, it. You can't do it without it. And technically, if they do start financing, which it's starting a little bit to finance off-grid houses, well, guess what? They can finance it if you have that owner occupancy certificate. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it's a cash deal. Right. So with that, guess what? With this whole surge of people leaving, I've doubled the money in my house. Right. And I didn't do shit. The only thing I did was do it right. If I wouldn't have done it right, again, just selling land. All I'm doing is selling land. So it's things like that, making mm -hmm. those decisions, smarter decisions, understanding that you're doing them to better yourself. Don't cut corners, you know? Right. Don't take the easy way because it's easy. Do it right. Building that house the way I built it was a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to lie. So, But Gary, I'm about to reap the benefits out of it. Um, so, Gary, when you built the off-the-grid house, um, did you what new skills did you have to learn, and, and how did you learn them? Um, 
I, I was lucky. I had owned properties. My side hustle in the government was real estate. I had a real mm -hmm. estate license for eight years and uh, owned some small fourplexes and kind of cut my teeth early on in life. Uh, I bought my first place when I was 28, I mm. think. Um, Hunter well, financed the whole thing, used my VA loan. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it was my first property. Well, I flipped it in 18 months and made like 60 grand. Oh, wow. And I went, oh, wow, this real estate stuff, huh? I might want to look into this a little more. And so I started teaching myself real estate and everything. So what happened was being the guy I am, and I learned too, I had some people come in and do some work ridiculously expensive. Like I brought in a plumber to do some basic plumbing, you know, like 400 bucks. And the guy didn't do much. And I went, Jesus criminy. I go, I better learn how to do this stuff. And so I started, I bought two Black and Decker home improvement books from Home Depot <laughs> 20 something years ago. I still have them. And so I started learning and, and, and cause I don't even, YouTube wasn't around at all. Right, and right. so I started learning this stuff, you know, little by little property by property. By the time that house came up though, that's the third house I've had built from scratch. Hmm. And I hadn't built the other houses. They were built by a builder, but I was hands-on. I came in after the fact I did a lot of improvements and added stuff. I was in a, expert at that point and the the off-grid house i used a different material i used a insulated concrete form i'd never used them before i brought in someone supposed expert he was not he got fired no. um and 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 learned lessons there too i documented oh god contractors i love them oh they're the worst um the good ones are great you know i always tell people don't piss off the good ones because they're hard to find and and it goes both ways uh, they got shitty customers too so, but there's a lot of bad contractors out there. And so I had to learn these things because I'm not rich. There's no Great. bank of Gary's family giving me money. <laughs> That's where the skills came from. Made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I would say confidently I can build a house from scratch right now. If I had to do the plumbing, electrical, all the framing, I could, I could build a complete home to code from scratch today. That's impressive. Yeah. So it, oh, it's basically not easy though. Like you, I don't want to do it. Trust me. I ain't going to do it if I don't have to. <laughs> so it's like you were saying, you, your big pushes never stop learning. So this is a lot of stuff that you learned previously before like going on this, this venture, like through real estate and stuff like that. So, um, all that stuff just kind of went into play. I'm, I'm sure, like you said, you had to learn a lot of it at the time too, well, but, but Throughout your process of learning, you, you kind of set yourself up for that. Well, in the off-grid stuff, I didn't know this when I first started, um, that there's when I started, there was zero financing. There, like I said, it's changing now a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, there's no financing for off-grid projects, unless it's a farm, ranch, has a revenue you can prove. I know some people who have been able to do that. That's a different circumstance, though. And... With that, what I, I, I thought, oh, I'll just get a small loan. I'll pay it off in a couple of years. Learned that ain't going to happen. So hmm. that meant that I had to self-finance it cash. So with that, not being, again, from a family of multimillionaires, I had to figure out how to save money. Well, how was I going to be able to save money and get this project done? I had to do a lot of the work myself. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I didn't because I was trying to save time. Because I was running a business. Right. Well, I soon learned that I couldn't keep my eyes on the contractors all the time. And uh, everyone who's dealt with them, when you're not watching them, 
they're out screwing around, bullshitting. They're on their phone, half-assing your house, mm -hmm. just the way it is for a lot of them. Yeah. And so unless you can babysit them 24-7, your project, that's no reason I'm leaving. I'm getting ready to start this project, and I want to be there to start beginning to end. And I'll be documenting. There's another book coming. This was a grid-tied project. Um, so I'm going through evolution. So I have an off-grid house. This next one's going to be grid-tied. But the only thing tied to grid is power. So I'm still going to have my own septic, own well. Um, it's still going to have to have high insulation values, all that good stuff. So it'll be pretty close. But I also didn't want to own two off-grid homes because it's tough to worry about them. Right, right. I, and when I get older, I just wanted something to fall back on. But the eventual goal of this property is to flip a switch off the grid. Mm -hmm. So I'll be able to turn it off grid when I, when I want to. Sure. So, but it's on 20 acres. I mean, it's dirt roads. It's still mm -hmm. somewhat remote. And so with that, yeah, I just had to learn these skills and made a lot of mistakes. I got a bunch of really cool tools today. <laughs> Um, but well worth it. That's the thing too. I look at what I've invested in the tools. I use them all the time. You know, I'm always building things mm -hmm. and yeah, it just, you learn that for the average person, you know, those TV shows are great. Mm -hmm. uh, those off grid houses don't happen in six weeks mm -hmm. and cost $70,000 or whatever. A lot of those places take six months and cost $500,000. So it, it's kind of giving a dose of reality with it too. What I did is not easy. Do I regret it? No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But once I was done with the project, it was funny. I was already thinking of the next one. I was going, okay, now what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And so the next off-grid project is going to be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I have some pretty big ideas of how I'm going to do it. More land. I've realized that 50 acres isn't enough for me, so I'm going <laughs> big. I want a lot of buffer, yeah. I've realized. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, everyone does it differently too. I tell people, don't, don't copy what I do. It's your journey. Right. You, know? you got to build it the way you want to build it. And to be honest with you, most people don't want to live off grid. Mm -hmm. So the three-legged stool, the beauty part of the three-legged stool too is it works for anyone anywhere. No matter what your demographic, no matter what you live in a city, town, in between, ranch, they still apply. So, so kind of... Actually, my next question kind of applies to you saying it works for anybody anywhere. Um, do you get a lot of people and do you address this? Do, um, do you get pushback saying, well, well, Gary, you don't have kids. You're not married. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's not the same for me because um, I, I've met a lot of guys. I don't know if it's like their primal instinct or if it, I just hang out with the similar thinking people, but a, a lot of guys that have this whole well, if I wasn't married with kids, I'd be out in the woods doing my own thing off the grid or doing basically what you're doing. If I wasn't married and I didn't have kids, do you address that in your books? Um, do you get pushback from that? How do you how do you respond to that? Yeah, I got pushback from that early on years ago. And, you know, I, I as I got deeper into the lifestyle and also people don't know, I've, I've lived in my RV for eight years now. So part of the year I live in my RV, I've lived in it full time as well. Wrote a book about that. So I've gone through this whole transition. So living, traveling in an RV, building a place off the grid. What I learned is that most people who live my lifestyle are not single. They have families, married, pets. The RV life, off-grid life. The single person all by themselves is more of an anomaly. I didn't know that when I first went into it years ago, but I soon learned that it's all bullshit, what you hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're just excuses again. 
So I'm the oddball as a single guy doing it. And also that it's much harder to do it by yourself than it is with helpers, you know, other hands, people to handle tasks. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to do all this stuff, schedule it and do it all by myself. It's hard. Um, so I tell people, if you want it, it'll happen. If you want to make excuses, it won't. Simple. Most people I know, it's and it's an interesting split by talking to a lot of people who are married. I've had just as many men come up to me and go, yeah, my wife won't go for it. Love what you do. <laughs> Read the books. I'm in. Then I've had the wives come up and almost even split go, yeah, my husband's not going to do that. I'm all in. I <laughs> oh. want to do it. I, and I found that interesting. I didn't see that coming. No, either. not at all. That's not typically what, from a guy's perspective, um, that kind of thinks that way. That That's not what I would expect either. Me neither. I didn't. And I've met a lot of women who live in RVs by themselves, single. They just said, screw it, mm -hmm. and decided to do it. And they said, I'm not waiting around. I'm not going to look for a man. I went, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Right on. And, you know... I think anything in life, if you want it, you can make it happen. It's just how much time and how much pain do you want to endure to get there? Yeah, That's it. And most people today don't want to put in the time and they don't want to feel any pain. What can I tell you? Right. You know, right. we can't, I can't help those people if they're not willing to take the first step. Right. I just share the information. It's up to you to do with it what you will. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not your guru. I'm not here to tell you you need to do this this way. There's times when I do say it because it's from experience. I go, hey, you probably should do it this way. But I'm not doing it because, you know, uh, I'm the supreme being. I'm doing it because from experience, I went, I've done it the way you're about to do it. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I've made that mistake. And that's all I'm trying to share, too. And I think people like the fact that I share all my mistakes. Mm -hmm. This isn't uh, puppy dogs, rainbows, and butterflies. <laughs> if I screw it up, I let you know. Yeah. I'll tell you exactly what I did. And a lot of it's pretty stupid at times. And like like you said, you only have yourself to blame. You can't you can't use anybody else for an excuse. Your boss, your your what whatever, your family. It it all falls back on you when you screw up, and you have to. And and I think that's how people move forward is realizing that it's it's on you. Well, and not only that, but you don't learn from your successes very much. You learn from your failures, and that's hardwired into the human condition, right? I use this example a lot. You know, why do you think it is that you can't remember where your keys are, but you remember burning your hand on the stove when you're five years old to this day? Right. Well, right. that's that's a survival mechanism. You know, it's the things that are important and painful you learn from. Those are because you do them again. It could mean the end of this uh, existence on the planet <laughs> for right. you. Right. So you have to learn from those. But your keys are not that important. Mm. That's not a life or death situation in most <laughs> cases, unless you text and drive all the time. Maybe <laughs> losing your keys is a good thing. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's these the things I've learned from life. And I, I look at I don't look at my life as like I, said, I haven't written my autobiography yet. I think some people are going to be shocked. There's some pretty horrific things in there. Mm -hmm. that I don't share. And people are kind of amazed by it. I go, Gary, why don't you tell your story? Because some of my editors know it and people I grew up with know my story. I go, because I want people to respect me for the things I do, not from what I went through growing up and in life. I went, mm -hmm. some of it is learning. I go, but I don't know if that helps. You know, it's not uh, uh, ignoring it. 
but I'm not ready either. Right. You know, those are tough things to talk about. Right. And, and when I share them, I want to share them again, that I've established what I do and reputation by doing things, mm. not by you feeling sorry for me. Right. I don't want that. I don't want it at all. But those things, all those accumulation of the things I've done, because people have also said, would you go work for the government again if you had to? I go, I wouldn't change a damn thing. Mm -hmm. I go, these are all my lessons. I go, I had to go that path to get where I am right now. Without that path, who knows? Maybe I'm in a hotel room doing blowing, you know, with a dead hooker in the bed right now. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know where it would have taken me. That's a dark so, path. <laughs> Well, and I, I've been there, just not the dead hooker. Um, but you know what I mean? It's one of those where those 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 difficulties are what make you who you are. If life, have you ever been around a person who were everything was just easy? You know, yes. mommy and daddy pampered them, paid for their college, bought them their new car. Yeah, they're boring know. as shit. <laughs> yeah, their their lives kind of go off the rails at some point, yeah. right? And they can't, most of them can't snap back from it. Once something goes wrong, they don't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that's when the, you see them slowly go off the rails. Yeah. Slowly. Because they're not, Sometimes they don't slowly. Have those, yeah, they don't have those life calluses to, yeah. to deal with it. And I'd rather have the life calluses than, than be pampered my entire life. Like if, if people ask me when, if I had kids, they go, so you would, you know, you would buy them a car, put them through college because you had to work all through college. You don't want them to go through that. I go, absolutely not it's going to be rough mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of, I hate you, dad. Yeah. And, and I'm good with that. One of the it's things like, as a parent was like, man, I, I need to make my kids' lives rougher. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All the best people have the worst lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the best comedians, right? Uh, their lives are pretty dark. Yes. Right. Yeah. But that's what yeah. makes them funny. Well, I um, think, it's, I think that's why things go in cycles is, um, the, the group that had like the the shitty lives that like the Great Depression era or something um, gave birth to the the baby boomers that had that their parents just wanted to give them everything that they didn't have and make it easy. And then those people have this pampered lifestyle. I'm not saying all of them, obviously, but then, like you said, um, life hits them and things kind of get rough for them and their kids and it just kind of is a cycle that goes back and forth if you look through the generations it's like there was a hard generation then an easy generation and then a hard generation and it just kind of goes back and forth yeah because my parents are boomers mm -hmm. um and mm -hmm. definitely you can see it uh, my grandparents you know world war ii great depression they were tough mm -hmm. my my grandma and, and granddad were tough and good people loved him to death, loved my grandfather to death. But it was interesting. Like you said, I saw the transition and, you know, my mom, her brother and sisters were pretty coddled mm -hmm. and their lives were rough, you know, as far as the way they went through life, they just, <laughs> and then, you know, there was my generation, which is, uh, you know, the Gen Xers and, and we were coddled to a point too, but we had to work. We were like the last generation that because we could also uh, like I grew up, I started working at 13 because work permits were there, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like, eh, you, can <laughs> right. you hold something? Do your hands work? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Come here. We'll put you to work. You want to earn some money? <laughs> you know? yeah. I started yeah. at 335 an hour working yeah. in a restaurant wow. at age 13. Mm. Um, and I look at us as kind of that last generation that had to do that, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
and that doesn't make us any better because we raised a whole shitbird of kids. I think. <laughs> uh, don't take that the wrong way. If you're a, a you know a, you know a, a millennial, but then the difference between millennials and Gen Z because I deal with these. They write me emails. I mean, I'm talking. I see wide. I see all those generations at my events, which I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. That my demographic is very interesting, which again I didn't see happening. But the Gen Z kids are different. They're even different. Like they're really smart, really smart, mm -hmm. but um, and driven. But I don't know what to make of them quite yet. The ones I know are scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, driven, bright. You know, not putting up with this society as they see it today. Then there's others that are completely disattached on mm -hmm. their phone all the time. Mm -hmm. You can't get their phone away from them. They'll throw a shit fit. So there's a dichotomy with them. But I also tell them, I go, hey, guys, hate to break it to you. You got screwed. Uh, you guys are going to have to fix this mess. And if you don't fix it, it's going up in flames. Right. I, you know, I hate to say it, but guys, it's on you. It's unfair, but it is. So, yeah, it's interesting to see those those different generations. But I think every parent and they're I'm going to get pushback from this because I don't have kids, but I've been a mentor to many, many kids. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people come to me for advice with their kids because I'm dumb Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy that comes in. I'm just Gary. Yeah. And the kids see me differently and I can talk to them differently. I've been a teacher. I've been a college professor. I've been a teacher uh, taught at elementary schools as a helper in the Navy. Um, you know, I just have always thought that if I'm not going to have kids, I need to still help kids. Mm -hmm. And I do the mentoring for free. I've always done it that way. And it's only circumstances, how people can get to me. I've had some good success. I've had some kids go to some pretty big schools, right. do some are doing some great things. That's, that's my responsibility though. Mm -hmm. I, I'm supposed to do that. Right. You know, I don't look at it as a, as something that I'm forced to do, I feel I have to do that. Right. That's important. But I, all the fav biggest favor parents could give their kids, don't coddle them. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Helicopter parents are just dreadful to deal with. That's why I don't coach sports. I used <laughs> oh to coach God. sports. Yeah. I can't deal. It wasn't the kids. Yeah. The kids were hungry for discipline. I've had some teams where I came in and I had to leave. And I went in and I went, we're going to change this whole thing. And I'm yeah. like, what? I go, that kid talking back to you, coach, they do that to me, it's going to go bad, yeah, real bad. And so what I found is the kids were hungry for that discipline, but no one was giving it. They weren't getting it at home. Mm -hmm. They weren't getting it from their coaches. They weren't getting it from their teachers. They weren't getting it anywhere, but they wanted it. Yeah, treat your, treat your kids as not as things that you want to coddle and protect them from everything. Let them live life. Mm -hmm. let them figure things out let them make mistakes let them break an arm riding their bike and off a ramp you know that's what i did as a kid right. i didn't even wear a helmet nah. there weren't even bike helmets i don't even think when we were kids i, I skateboarded so. without a helmet. don't get me wrong don't don't go out and get head injuries because a lot of us <laughs> are suffering from them me yes. too um but you know what i mean it's like yeah, life is hard and, and it's hard for a reason you know that's how we learn mm -hmm. you know making it soft and gooey you just got to look at history. Yeah. Greeks and Romans, Egyptians. Well, I Things th get soft and easy. Yep. I think that's uh, a really good spot to wrap this episode up because um, we are definitely pushing over the hour you committed to us. And 
Um, we don't want to keep you too long. I know. Um, now, if you guys got extra questions, knock yourself out. Like I said, I'm just going for a bike ride today. So, well, we actually have another episode we have to record after this. So, um, oh no, 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 I'm holding you hostage. No, no, no you know, you're not you're at good. all. Um, I I love to dig into some more of this stuff. Not even just the like um, the uh, living off grid stuff. I'd like to dig more into like the financial stuff and and any okay. of these other stuff at some point. Um, I would love to get you back on the show. Maybe even get you on to talk about um stuff that you normally don't maybe in some bonus episodes sure. because because you you've covered or you've hit into every every answer you've given or every like soapbox you've got into i'm like man we could almost do an entire episode just on that on talk yeah. talking about that topic so there's just so much i'd like to dig more into so um like i said we'll just get out of here for this episode and um maybe schedule a time to get you back on in the future and talk talk more. Um, that way we can dig into some of the stuff without feeling like we're we're just scratching the surface because um, I want to give some of these topics some actual time and, and energy to, to break down. So, um, Gary, if you could, um, yeah. just go ahead and uh, um, let us know where people can find your books. Like I said, you've got... Um, I, I have here a, a handful of them. I know it's not all of them. I've got... Um, on the screen here, going off grid, living off the grid, the simple life guide to RV living, which you talked about, um, and this is your simple life series, um, guide to decluttering your life, which you talked about, and then guide to financial freedom. Um, uh, you have more in the simple life series, don't you? Yeah, right now there's six books in the simple life series total. Um, and it covers uh, the first one, if you're interested in the the three-legged stool, is the Simple Life, Life Balance Reboot. It's a short little book that I wrote for people just coming in. That was the after-the-fact book. Mm -hmm. So I had to go backwards. Um, then I the Simple Life Guide to RV Living, the Simple Life Guide to Optimal Health, the Simple Life Guide to Decluttering Your Life, the Simple Life Guide to Financial Freedom, and then the Simple Life Guide to, what is it, Small Habits for Big Change. So I wrote these, trust me, I didn't have this planned out in the order they went in. These all kind of came naturally. And the reason I wrote the Simple Life series was trying to get the pieces, you know, so you could come in and grab what you wanted. And if I wrote this in one book, because someone went, why don't you just put all this in one book? I go, oh, I'd be a dictionary. <laughs> you know, so I, I li I'm a big fan of breaking things down into smaller chunks, because as a teacher, I have found people learn, and to include myself, learn better when it's smaller chunks. Mm -hmm. And so I try and keep all my books. It used to be 150 pages or less. Now it's 200 or less. It's creeped on me a little bit, mm -hmm. but I do that. So you can pick and choose too. So you can and take what you want. But I also wrote one book with uh, mother earth news. It's a, the beginner's guide to living off the grid. It's kind of uh, walks you through uh, how to build a budget and the steps to kind of go through to run your project. Uh, that only one I did, I own all the others. I own my publishing company. I do all this stuff on myself. So I make sure the information doesn't get tainted mm -hmm. by some, some dummy in a publishing company. <laughs> right. Um, so I did those, but also I've worked on courses, the going, Oh, and we forgot the simple life, uh, journal I released that is all in house. That is not sold anywhere else but on the website it will never be on amazon if you see it somewhere else it's not me and i'm only selling it for a part of the year and then removing it so that is out right now and it's going to be out for a little while longer and then i'm pulling it that was a really good project 
I, I love that's probably my favorite of all of them because it's a 365 day journal oh, wow. to doing positive things every day. Uh, you guys, if you know me, I do different things differently. Now. I don't like widget in widget out. I mm-hmm. try and do everything differently than what I see out there. And the journal, I don't know of another journal out there done that way. It's got 35,000 words of content, but it's got 365 days to take you through a full year of micro changes. So you're doing changes every single day hmm. wow! and you do it for a year. And uh, I'm really proud of that. But all my website, go to my website, support me there. That helps me out. Um, you know, I think Jeff Bezos has enough money at this point. Yeah, yeah I would say so. Yeah. So it's the simple life now in ow.com the courses are coming i just finished the going off the grid course and there's many courses that are going with it we're working on the decluttering your life course right now those are all coming 2021 that's all the stuff i sped up (laughs) that was going to be doing in 2021 well i got them done in 2020 to release them now in 2021 that's awesome. Lot coming. And you you have a podcast, like you said. What what's the name of your podcast? I know they can find it from your website, but go ahead and plug your podcast too. Yeah, it's called Your Better Life. And it's doing really well. It's been out for a little over a year. Okay. And watch out. There's some people coming on. Uh, I just had a couple big guests that good stuff. Yeah. And this isn't uh the celebrity podcast. Yeah. Um this is Everything in there is about bettering your life and learning from people who have been there, done that. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are somewhat celebrities and stuff, but I don't just bring on someone randomly because they're a celebrity. They have to have something positive to share in their life. I've brought people on that have zero following that Mm -hmm. no one knows. Mm -hmm. Right. I speak. I like their story. Yeah. No. Yeah. I caught, like I said, I caught last couple and I, I really enjoyed them. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of our take on this is like, we don't, in in our show is we don't want to have guests on just to get like their followers. We want somebody that's going to apply some kind of um, content or, or direction to what we, we already are going in that direction as a show. So, so yeah, it's interesting. You said that because that that's been my goal since day one. It's like, yeah, I, it's great to have these interesting guests, but I want to make sure they line up with what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily that they have to have the same life view as us, but um, I want it to kind of have some kind of value to the show rather than just, hey, this guy has 25,000 followers. He'd be great to have on my show. Oh, I I had one guy do that to me, um, not, but came through. Usually they're a referral or people that I've actively gone through and I let one slip through. Mm-hmm. It was oh, it was painful. <laughs> and I said, never, ever again. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, hitting up Miley Cyrus's people to come on the show. That's <laughs> right. That. So we're safe there. You don't have to worry about people like that. But also, like you guys, I'm sure, I don't care if you're left, right, middle. I don't care what your politics are. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. Right. If you have something that we can learn from, come on. I may not agree with you, but that's part of it. I don't do gotcha questions. I don't do there to confront people. Mm-hmm. It's all about learning. That's all it is. So. We, one thing we do on our show when we have when we do have guests on, we like to do. We haven't done it every time, but we'd like to, um, in order to support you and what you do, we like to do a a giveaway of some of your content. So um, this week we're going to actually do a book giveaway. Um, we're going to okay. be giving away one of your books, and that's not funded by you. You're, we're not asking you to give away your book. Um, we are actually going going to pick up a book and send it to one of our listeners. So. Um, 
I'm just going to throw this out there. We, we usually just do a drawing. And um, so anybody listening, if you do want a choice of one of Gary's books, the, any of the one that he just mentioned, and um, we'll throw them up again. We'll throw them in the show notes. Um, just comment on any of our social media platforms or on YouTube or, or just send me a text or something. Just comment um, The Simple Life. And um, we'll put your name in a drawing. Anybody who comments that, um, whoever wins, will get their choice of one of Gary's books. And that's just to support you, Gary, um, support everything you're doing, and just to kind of say thank you for coming on our show and, and giving us the amount of time that you have. I appreciate it, guys. I, I love. If you couldn't tell, I love doing this stuff. Interviews are how I built my company. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the funnest things to be able to share. And I'm actually humbled that people invite me on their shows right again i'm the same kid who used to pick his nose and wipe his boogers on his sister <laughs> and knock himself out on his evil knievel ramp as i say so it's it's pretty uh and the emails and all that um it, it blows me away so i appreciate you guys having me on absolutely no Thank problem you. again like i said i would love to get you on in the near future especially as you're pushing forward in your projects and um and kind of just see where you're at with that and um See maybe how you've changed and how your direction has possibly changed in the future. Because like you said, you're, you're constantly changing things. So, um, Well, the next three years, pay attention. There's going to be some interesting stuff going on. I, I, and that's the thing. I have things scheduled for the next two, three years. Like my schedule oh. is full. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's all projects that I think people are going to really like. Because I think the projects are going to help people understand that. Like I said, it's just not living off the grid. I'm going to have a grid-tied home that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to prove that, you know, it's, it, again, it's about the three-legged stool. Don't get wrapped around the axle about you have to live off the grid to be free. You have to do this to be free. Just focus on that three-legged stool. If you want to live off the grid, you want to live in your RV, that's your journey. You do what you want to do. Don't let anyone else tell you you need to do something is the way I look at it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they'll really like, oh, I forgot. One special thing you can give to the guest is I have a special page that I have images and a video that I recently did okay. uh, with a drone, a guy did with a drone of my property. It's the simplelifenow.com forward slash off grid picks. That is, you can't find it anyway. It's not in a drop down. It is purely for people who follow me, listen to the podcast. It's like their page that they can go because people know I'm a kind of a private person. Mm-hmm. So I don't like just throwing stuff out into the interwebs of everything I do. I just, I don't know. It's, I get uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of my way of giving back to the people who follow what I do and like what I do that they can go there and see all the things that I've done Very cool. and are doing. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I just typed that into, um, save it on my browser and I can confirm he's not lying. Um, it does exist. So, (laughs) um, it is there. Um, Gary, like you you said, this next three years, you have a bunch of stuff coming out. If you ever want to push, um, or, or promote your stuff, just just feel free to hit us up at any point. If you want to come on and promote, um, your next project, um, definitely hit us up. And like I said, we'll be hitting you up in, in the future just, just to get on. So, um, if you ever just want to even, come on just to plug something for a couple minutes feel free to because um we're all about supporting what you do um you definitely are in the direction that um, me and bill at least have been talking about for several years now of of um our interests and and things so if we can help support somebody that's teaching this and um working towards it 
um, in helping other people move towards it, then we're going to do anything we can to do that. So absolutely, um, well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, where are you guys located at? We're in Iowa. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me know. Uh, my I'm not super far. I, I like to drive. Oh, I nice. do road trips. Okay. If you guys ever decide you're going to do an off-grid project or something, just hit me up. We'll go out there. I'll go out there and well, I'll I'll, I'll hammer some nails. We will. <laughs> we might Love have that to. Stuff. We might have to hit you up. Maybe maybe we can uh, work out something. So um, we'll definitely be hitting you up in the future for anything that we can think of. So um, you're okay. now you're now our resident expert. So. Um, oh, God. I, I fear for everyone. <laughs> well, we're going to get you out of here, Gary. Thanks again for coming on the show. Um, and anybody like like Gary said, you can find out more from him. Oh, shoot. I just switched my screen. So um, you can find out more about Gary at thesimplelife.com or thesimplelifenow.com. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. On Paris. Paris Hilton and I think uh, Nicole Richie's. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was looking right at the link when I was reading it too, and um, I still, I still ruined it. So um, we're gonna get out of here. Like I said, I keep saying it. So um, Gary, have a good one. Thanks again for coming on our show. Nice Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Bill. Yep. Thank you. Have a good one.